0: All right, all right. What is going on, my people? This is episode five, and I'm too excited to let that music play. But for the record, that is my music. Search Crimson and Music anywhere in all streaming platforms. But I'm just so excited right now, not just because my Lions are one game away from going to the Super Bowl, but I got my sister on here. And when I say my sister, I mean, like, not blood, but we might as well be blood because we we just go back so far in this in this life, for those of you who this is your first episode of checking out, this is the Spot Wrinkle Blemish Podcast. Uh, we try to drop something weekly where we talk about testimonies, where we talk about the state of the church, where we try to encourage someone who may be in the in the mindset of thinking about giving up, who even thought about giving up, who has given up to maybe reconsider this because we can do life better together. Um, joining me today, I have, like I said, my sister in the faith, my sister for years, probably known her more mm-hmm. than 30 years. Um, and, and we we grew up at the same church and, and just uh, it's full circle. We went to the same school at one point, went full circle, even some more. And God keeps bringing us kind of in each other's lives. So I don't even know if we probably can't shake each other if we try because <laughs> now we, we we worship at the same place now. I just want to say what's up to my sister Erica. Say what's up to the people.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Glad to be here. It is. Let me tell y'all real quick. Rufus saved my life. Uh Uh-oh. Because my mama dropped me off at Oakland University's campus and (laughs) literally put my stuff on the curb and left. (laughs) You made sure I was straight I, I forever am appreciative of that Thank you so
0: much <laughs> yeah, I, don't even, I don't even remember it like that All I know is I was excited to see somebody That I recognized from down the way And I said yeah. hey She's my family no matter what happened, I'm always take care of her so yes, you say, I appreciate happened It a little different on your end
1: <laughs> oh, Yeah it was just like Freshman move in Curb stuff <laughs> Hey there's Rufus he'll help you have a good one. It was like, uh, okay, okay, thank Brilliant. you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, and he was would... like, "Come on, sis, let me show you around. You got and... me in the choir and all the stuff." So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I
0: would be remiss if I didn't shout out mom. She is a wonderful human being. She likes up room that she gets in, and and just as long as I've I've known her and her daughters, man, it's just been been wonderful that to see her alongside them and. You know, obviously, I know Erica's sister and all the all the other all the other uh, parts and pieces, and now our our our, our boys, our friends, our,
1: our kids. That's crazy. I mean, that's like it. without our involvement, like yeah. they decided to be like besties at a church event and are inseparable, and it's crazy. Yeah, because sometimes as a parent, you try to hook
0: friend, hook hook your kids up. Like, hey, hang out with this kid. He seemed like Absolutely. he got like a head on his shoulder.
1: Hang yeah, out. With I know kid. his daddy. He good people. You know so Go home, play with him.
0: Well, yeah, this, this just happened, and they they wound up being cool. So I'm hoping yep. that, they, that they'll one day have a podcast or something in the future that they can laugh about this and be like yeah. mama know your daddy, your daddy and so it would yeah. be wild but thank you sister for joining me on this, this podcast when i when i reached out or when when we kind of were conversing about you know the topics that we can kind of discuss i know you just mentioned briefly about um, your testimony so in a little bit i would love to get into your testimony and i would love to just hear from you because um you you've been in the faith probably as long as I've been in the faith and 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 um so I would love to hear from you just your thoughts on what we are as a church but before we get into that as we speak about faith because we grew up in a faith <laughs> in a faith culture before we get into the faith I would love to talk about your shirt and my hat hey. and the faith that we had to have in these Detroit Lions how you feel about everything is how you feel about all this this is crazy
1: it's go blue all the way around. Isn't Ooh, it? I like that. Oh we. Yep. So my my uh Wolverines are national champions. And Ooh. my Lions are about to be uh Super Bowl champions. And we'll take it. I think the city needs a win overall. And um uh, no better time than the present, you know. Wouldn't
0: it be insane if in the same season?
1: Nuts. And the draft is here this year. Oh my goodness! Nuts!
0: Yeah, I heard. I that.
1: don't. I don't know if you're gonna be able to get people out of downtown though.
0: Yeah, it's gonna. It's
1: be crazy. gonna be crazy.
0: They, they good by not giving us one more home game because I, I heard. Yeah. The city get like twenty million in revenue, like just with the people just down there circulating money and and hotels and all these bars and everything. That's crazy. Yep,
1: that is. So that's and a they're they're home. expecting the same for the. Uh, For the draft, for the draft, anywhere between twenty and forty million in revenue just for that weekend. That's
0: insane. So you, so you, really into this sports thing? I am. How did that that happen?
1: Uh, My dad, my dad is a uh, is an avid sports fan. Uh, He played all the sports: basketball, baseball, football, golf. Mm -hmm. um, And I have two sisters, um, and I was the boy my dad never had. (laughs) <laughs> so uh it was up to me to carry on some type of sports legacy and so I played ball growing up I played football as well I played pal before they was even letting girls in for real Wow. um yeah I played for the Cubs and uh you know Got knocked around a little bit and then my mom was like, Enough. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> So you like the cool girl. You probably man, God's probably loved you in your dating days, like where you was just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. She not
1: ugly and we could talk sports? Like, what's going on well, there? Well, that was the problem. I never got the dates because I was the Cool friend, you uh, know they'd be like, "Oh, that's my sis, that's my homie," and my so opinion. like I didn't get a date until I was probably about 17 18 years old. It was probably my first real boyfriend. Well, you know, we, so I mean, I it, was running anyway, though. I, you know, we come I was, from we come from a culture, yeah,
0: you know how we was raised,
1: <laughs> yeah. Where I would oh. say by default at first, and yeah. then I had to run, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah because
0: I, I forget who it was i was talking to about this and i was just wondering you know it's g5 for life but i was just they they brought up that g5 hurt us um mm-hmm. in in terms of dating and realistic expectations for relationships when we were coming up did it hurt us more than it helped us they were of the of the mindset that it, that it hurt them because it kind of created like this high pedestal that nobody could ever reach I don't know if you have any experience with that or.
1: So um, I I attribute 100% of this to my mother because she was very realistic in, you know, kind of level setting like, okay, you know, Jesus is real and we love him. Amen. But also there is a real life out there. And and she was very good at, you know, giving us balance and making things make sense because I was, you know. I g5 till i die she's like, okay come here calm down you know <laughs> yeah. relax um so but overall i do see in some ways where it could have hindered our growth i don't know if it necessarily hurt us because i think the goal was to lay a foundation that um you know, that we could always revisit no matter kind of where we were in life and what we were doing, like we could kind of go back to that place. Um, but there were certain things that I'm sure if I say, you know, if it's not a husband or a wife, it's a distraction. It's like, mm-hmm. well, how do I date? If it's, how do I get to a husband, Lord, if I'm not, okay, I'm confused. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? So there were some things that I think it kind of, um, it had us playing the, the, the middle ground, or it didn't allow us to really, it was just like, you know, if he not for me, then, and I think it took us, I think some people, it took a little longer than others to allow them to relax their standards a little Mm -hmm. bit, and not in the sense of what you want, like what your expectations are out of a relationship, right, you know, I need them to be saved, I need them to go to church, or, you know, whatever the case may be, but how you get there it needed to be relaxed a little bit it was i guess in the, we, i guess
0: the the whole point of it they was trying to get us to understand holiness and, and to keep it holy sure. at least until you know until we graduate and then from there god bless or you on to the next but, level but
1: there was no transition right because you know th- that was the the message from 12 to 18 which makes sense Right? Because before eighteen, you really shouldn't be dating like that. Like, you know, you're not getting married anytime soon. Yeah. For most of for the majority of us, you know, some people did get married young, but for the majority of us, nobody was really walking down the aisle eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old. So it made sense. However, the entheos message didn't change. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when you went from to the younger dog from the eighteen to twenty five message, then it was like Okay, so now can we date? Yes, no. Wait, (laughs) what? Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, we were still confused. And so then you had the group that was just like, forget it. I'm going all the way, like balls to the wall. And then you had the group that was just like, I'm scared to move. So I'm not going to do nothing, touch nothing, say nothing, go nowhere. And just call me when the church doors open. And you can see the, the fruit of that. Now at 40, 45, where you see what happened to the people who went, you know, mm-hmm. all the way, and then you see what happened to the people who just stayed extremely reserved, yeah, and and didn't, you know, break out of their shell until later. Yeah,
0: no, I absolutely understand you. So I kind, we kind of, we kind of just got into it because we two we two siblings just kind of talking about our past a little bit, <laughs> but I right. love to kind of hear from you your end. Cause I think I've always known you, and I always thought of you as as saved. So can you share? You know, I don't know no different. Every time I see her, <laughs> I love her. I love her like I I just seen her. You know. So yeah. can you share a little bit of, about your testimony and kind of how it relates to you know your 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 walk with salvation with Christ and 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 kind of bring us up to
1: today? Yeah. So um, I kind of have always been saved. <laughs> um. Uh the church that we grew up in uh got there at uh, well my mom joined when I was about seven. I received salvation when I was eight. Uh with the gift of the Holy Ghost same day, mm. you know, praying in tongues, scared the mess out of my dad. He, you know, wasn't <laughs> saved. So, you know, came home like I know how to speak in tongues and he was like, What? It, it was hilarious. You should have been there. Um and <laughs> and always was like I believed everything at face value. And so, honestly, my childhood was like, I was the faith kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was nothing that you could tell me that was opposite of, you know, what the word said. You know, it was just like, hey, if God said it, I believed it, and that was it. And it worked. Like, it worked. Um, So much so that (laughs) I tried to join the youth department early and got in trouble, and that was a whole thing and
0: being, being um, too grown and mannish.
1: Yep. Yep. I snuck in at 11. They was like, wait a minute, how old are you? <laughs> like, don't worry about that. Um, so I got to college and, um, you know, still was, um, you know, always had my faith, but really was like in a transition period because this was the first time that I didn't have church. Right. Yeah. I didn't have a building to go to. Yeah. And so although, you know, there were campus ministries and stuff, that's different. And then, you know, we had friends like, you know, in high school, like you don't realize that community that's kind of just built and given to you. Yeah. Um, and then what happens when you go to college and then that community is just kind of taken from you. And so, so you had a strong was-
0: foundation, but the foundation couldn't uproot and come with you. So you had to exactly
1: find how to, you know and I didn't know what to do because I had never been in that situation I didn't know it was coming like it was it was college was culture shock in so many different ways for me you know what I mean because it was like I was you know trying to play ball and yeah. then I was like trying to figure out who I was and then I was saved but then like I saw the saved people doing all the other stuff on <laughs> the east campus and I'm like well, I'm not used to save people doing that, and you know, it was like it, no, seriously, because what you're saying is true. Because
0: once I went to college, I learned that there yeah. were different types of saved people.
1: Yes, and we weren't used to that, like because everybody was like, like one it, it, one band, one sound. like yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and so, even
0: even denominations. I, I guess I was exposed, but I wasn't exposed exposed until I went to college and and learned about how different denominations treat God and treat the word and treat worship and treat this and treat holiness. Belief
1: systems. Yeah. And so it's like, wait, you wait, what happened? Like, you know, and when you start talking to people, you like, you know, salvation is Romans eight, nine and ten. Like that's what that's what we know. You know, and then when people start throwing other stuff in the mix, you're like, well, wait a minute, where'd you hear that from? And then they show it to you in the word and you like, so wait a minute. Am I Am I living the lie or are you? So who telling the truth? You know what I'm saying? Like everything you ever learned was questioned like week one. Like yeah. I got on campus and everything I had ever known for eight years, nine years was like challenged the second I got to school. Man. And it was, it was a whirlwind. Like it was a mess. And so, uh, but I tried, I really did. And I was kind of successful, kind of not like, <laughs> some things i did well in some things so much um i ain't gonna lie for me now, I, I held it down as, as long as i could uh man. you know
0: college college made made sinning a lot easier
1: man um, it was so available
0: it was it was very in ways
1: that it was not before
0: oh my goodness <laughs> oh the story i need somebody out there from my college years come on the show and we, we can right. laugh about it now. We can laugh because we're all in our, you know, high 30s, early 40s, you know. So. Yep. But go ahead. My bad. Yeah. Yep.
1: So back. then, um, you know, I transferred. I flunked out of school, actually. Uh, if me and Oakland didn't get along. Me and bio, I couldn't pass biology. Um, as a sports medicine major, it's required. So I ended up and I was, I was going to lose my scholarship. I was on an academic scholarship, so I transferred to Eastern mm-hmm. and um, finished Eastern, and uh, I was there, and I joined a uh, fraternity, a Christian fraternity, and, you know, was, like, rededicated my life to Christ, and, you know, all was well.
0: Looking back so at then, the Christian fraternity um, situation, was that a, a good experience for you? Was that, you know, give me just They
1: They, l- listen... Th- First of all, some of my best friends Mm -hmm. I met that I still have to this day, Mm -hmm. I met through that organization. Mm -hmm. Um, And then second, um, I felt like it was the best ministry opportunity that I had at the time Mm. as far as mentorship, as far as leadership, as far as um, um, evangelism on my part. Um and and just something to hold myself accountable on campus. Yeah. Um, because when you're walking around with letters on, that's that's a whole. It's different than being a part of a campus ministry. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like you just go to Bible study and then you go home and then did nobody have to know you went to Bible study? Yeah.
0: Gotcha.
1: Then having Greek letters on your chest every day and now you represent that work all day every. You know what I'm saying? So if you could do it again, you would. Absolutely. Hands down.
0: See, and that's and that's maybe I didn't have a, a you at that time because the same organization was, you know, was was in contact with me. And mm-hmm. I, I ultimately, I didn't do it because I just never could wrap my brain around the value of yeah. the organization because I had people that I was connecting with. And I, I I just be honest, back then, I didn't see how they were any different from another fraternity. And why not just join this fraternity or that fraternity? Well, it's got to be a Christian fraternity. And to me, it's like, okay, is this just like a watered down this, that or whatever? But it's, it's wonderful to hear you kind of speak about it as something that you do not regret. That's something that you definitely grew from that you have wonderful relationships and it made you stronger and it came at a time when you needed it the most. So that's wonderful to hear.
1: Absolutely. And, and to be really honest with you, they taught me things and opened me up spiritually to things that i had never been introduced to in traditional church like mm. the prophetic like um spiritual gifts i mean we heard about spiritual gifts but yeah. we never really tapped into spiritual gifts in in like a church setting you know what i mean and like the mentorship that came with that, you know, and like deliverance and, you know, gifts of healing. And Mm -hmm. it just gave a different type of space and forum to do what I believe the church wants to do, but really doesn't know how to do it and evangelize at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So it Mm -hmm. it just, it it allowed us to break away from that and like disciple in-house and then still be like evangelistic, like outside on campus yeah and so yeah are they still, I, are I, they still operating today not really nope. no
0: I haven't heard, of I, heard about about it, I just thought it was me getting old I, you know I'm just disconnected oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of like me and hip-hop like I hear about it but I don't yeah. be you know I ain't that deep into it so I don't know it could be operating. okay so that's
1: yeah yeah okay. so it's, it's kind of fizzled at this point but man I I owe them a, a great deal of, um, of, of gratitude and I, I wouldn't change that experience for the world. they th- That's another part of my life that saved my life because I was just like, forget it. Like, it just is what it is. I ain't never going to get this guy thing right. And they were like, come on, pumpkin. Come on. <laughs> <then."> you know, <laughs> let me let me get you together. For sure. And, you know, I can I, I'm forever grateful for them.
0: So that's your, that's your college. That's your early to your college years. At what point no. was your faith really tested that you that you really maybe I don't know? Have you ever thought about because you it seems like you've always been covered from a youth group to a young adults group to a campus ministry to a fratern a Christian fraternity. Was
1: mm-hmm. your faith
0: ever tested to the point where you wanted to leave and say no? Oh, I did. Say good. I left. Oh, say again. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so. I thought you would saved your whole life. I didn't know. know, No. I didn't know. I
1: I went ahead and, and well, so that's the thing. Like I still was like saved in like within, but like the whole church thing I was done. So I'm going to speed it up real quick. Ask questions if I'm going too fast. So after college met my husband, got married. He's a musician. And so with him being a musician, he played at different churches a lot. So we didn't necessarily have a church home. We just played at churches, you know what I mean, because he is a yeah, a, a vendor at that point, right? Um me. and and I saw the ugliest parts of church when they start dealing with money. What you mean? So church always deal with money, right? The tithes and offerings. But that's when it's coming in. Oh, they're loving. Oh Fantastic. <laughs> you said what? Thank you for your donation. Oh, when it's got to be paid out. Uh-oh. Oh, it's that's a whole different ball game, baby. Oh, see? And so being seeing that first I had never been involved in church like that. I was a you know, I was a congregant. I came, I served, I, and I left. Like it wasn't that serious. So, seeing like kind of the inner workings of the church, um seeing how they treated their contractors, seeing how important money was, seeing how um some pastors were living their lives outside of um well you know what they preached on Sundays, mm-hmm. it was extremely frustrating extremely frustrating especially when you have a call and you you know what i mean and you would just show i would just show up like hey i help with your praise team or i help sing or i help you know your administrative team or you know wherever you can use me fine and then you know you get in a couple years and it's just like okay nope (laughs) Mm -mm.
0: so for you it was it was incorporating the business side of things that 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 changed kind of yeah. So, so what happened?
1: There So, um, extremely long story short, it, it was just church after church. It it was like church hurt was building, right? So, it, it was a different situation at every church, but it would be like we would go in, we would give our all, um, and, you know, my husband saved. So, it's not like he was just playing and he was like leaving and smoking and drinking or, you know, doing anything like that would be um frowned upon in the church. You know what I mean? Like we was coming, we was doing our job and we was leaving. But it would just be like we were coming in and they would just be like, we ain't got no money this Sunday. Or you know <laughs> they just weren't integral. And then it would be your fault that they aren't integral. And so and then me, I can't shut up. So I'm calling them out on not being integral, and now I'm the enemy. And so it's like, but y'all ain't got no money. Y'all y'all hiring people, and y'all ain't got no money. But that's my fault? Okay, cool. So, <laughs> four, five, six churches later, I don't want it no more. I don't want to be a part of it no more right after that COVID hits. Mm. And so, ain't no churches. Right, Ain't no plan. Ain't no money. So... You know, we're here and in that season, I probably went through the worst depression and it didn't have anything to do with COVID. It was, God, I feel like you left me Ooh. because I have, I married this man you told me to marry. Yeah. We ain't got no church home. I ain't been fed. All these church folks have done us wrong. And I'm turning cheeks. I ain't got another cheek to turn. And 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 listen, I can cuss, so I gotta hold my tongue. And then you know, the funk hits the fan, and we ain't got nothing to show for it.
0: Mm. So, I guess what are we doing? I never thought about that. How how it affected people that needed churches for to survive on the, on the business side, the financial side what happened yeah. during during covid plus during covid everybody for a little bit of, bit of time we had to feed ourselves spiritually yeah. and you know cuz church just
1: couldn't even figure it out like they yeah. hadn't figured out how to do a zoom yeah. church service or whatever you yeah. know
0: and that's if you so, had a church that you was connected to
1: exactly and so at that point it was just like i quit I quit because I got I got this in me. Ain't nobody using my gifts. I, I'm I'm thinking I'm hearing from you. I'm getting done wrong. I'm with him. He mad. I'm mad. I can't. Like we ain't helping each other. I God, I'm over it. So I did you,
0: did your your mentality about the church about God about the business side did that ever affect the marriage at all or did y'all stay pretty united in that and y'all was just like forget it.
1: So. Yes, it did. Because I felt like they saw us as as workers, but they never saw us as people. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like we were just a check to sign. But nobody cared. Like I'm I'm giving to your church, but as a pastor or a practitioner, you don't care about me as a person. You care about what I can give to your ministry. And so you go five, six, seven, eight years. Ultimately, it was eight years of us not having a church home specifically, but just serving at these churches and helping out. We're And we're not getting fed like we're members, but we're giving like we're members. Right? <laughs> so, Time, energy, money.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And so now, but, but I started to resent my husband because you put me here. Mm. you got me into this right because you're the musician i was fine yeah i had a church home yeah i went to church every sunday i was gucci (laughs) so you know then it then it was that part of it that was just like and then i was mad at god because it was like you told me to be with him and and now I just feel like I'm just left out in the cold and I ain't got and ain't nobody got my back. The church ain't got my back, he ain't got my back, Jesus ain't got my back. What am I doing?
0: That's oh, that's heavy. Yeah. That's that's extremely heavy. I'm 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 curious how you made it through that situation. Are you just so, that are you just that much of a superwoman that you pulled your whole situation <laughs> up? Or what what happened with that?
1: So, it's it's honestly it was two years of F it. Like, I, I'm over it all. I, I'm going to live the life that I think I should live aside from being a model Christian, right? So obviously, you, there is nothing that you can do to get these Christian principles out of you. It really isn't like, you know what I'm saying? Like we like seed time and harvest is in us. It is right. nothing you can do about it. You right. know what I'm saying? So I, even if I'm not tithing into a church, I'm going to give to the poor. I If, if I feel like I should be given to a cause, I'm going to get like, there's nothing you can do about certain aspects of what you know and who you are and what's been invested in you. But as far as just like, oh, I'm going to pray every day and I'm going to read my word. And I was out. I'm not doing any of this. I'm not praying. I'm not talking. I'm not doing that. I am going to live my life how I see fit because I have been doing this your way my entire life. And look where it led me. I'm done. And so I did two, two and a half years of that and was miserable. Miserable. Like money was always acting crazy. Me and my husband was we weren't necessarily fighting but the energy just wasn't good. You know what I'm saying? It was just like ugh, like you here again. <laughs> Everybody just mad, just ugh. Kids is like and they not bad kids but they just like they're not listening and it everything was chaotic. There was no peace. Mm. And when you've experienced peace and then you go to a place of chaos, that is not a transition. You ever, like. You you take that for granted. So um, just this year, I was like, all right. Not 2023, I'm sorry. In 2023, I was like, all right. John had went back to, my husband had went back to church. And um, I was like, I'm not going. I'm not going to your church. Because it was one of the churches that I felt like had done okay. us wrong.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not going there. And he like, are you ever gonna go back to church? I'm like, nope, I'm <laughs> not I'm done. So See, I'm, bless good you. On, I'm good on that. Yep. I, and so he was point. making the kid, so he was making the kids go to church, and the kids was looking at me like, "Mama, save us," because they didn't want to go either. And I'm like, I can't, because I don't have no alternative to take you to. Yeah. And at the very same time that that was happening, my mother started going to Impact. And she's like, you got to come, you got to come, you got to come. And I'm like, Ma, I told you I'm done. I'm not doing that no I'm more. Good on all we that. good. And so she's like, all right, but I think you should come. But she started taking the kids. Mm-hmm. And the kids were coming home like, Mom, it was great. Like, service was great. I learned about Jesus. And I'm <laughs> like, did you? And now my heart is like, oh, this is what I wanted for my babies. And... Oh, like, yeah. I remember being 13 and learning yeah. about Jesus. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, let me go check it out. And I went, and the the message he preached that week was like, you have been running. And I'm like, why well, wasn't coming? Because I knew y'all was going to do this.
0: And you been. I knew y'all
1: was going to do this. <laughs>
0: I knew it. Ambushed by the Holy
1: Spirit. Yep. And, but I ain't missed a Sunday since. So how how
0: important would you say it is, you know, as someone who took such a long break away from a church or a body of believers? How important is it, would you say, to to any believer to have some to have a place? Because there are a lot of Christians out there, people who call themselves Christians, followers of Christ. Yeah. That say where they go is where the church is. They don't need to actually gather with anybody because church is right here at the coffee shop. Church is in my kitchen table. So I don't need to go be around nobody, receive from somebody, fellowship with somebody. What would you say to that?
1: That is 100% correct. You are the church. And you don't necessarily need that for salvation. And. Two things can be true at the same time. You can be correct in that. And there is also a concept for accountability, right? And what church does on Sundays, it's not, it doesn't save you. It doesn't um, make you become a, a, a better Christian in the sense of, you know, your, your service or, you know, like I'm getting into heaven first because I go to church every Sunday. It's not like that, but it does make you accountable to something. It it makes you like, okay, if I have to get up and go to church, then, you know, I know that even if I didn't open a Bible by myself, The other six days this week, I know I'm going to get some word. I know I'm going to get some prayer. I know I'm going to get some worship. Even if I can't hold myself accountable to it, to do it in my own time throughout the week, then there is an entity that will hold me accountable to say, hey, let's do it together. And and that's what you need. And it doesn't matter how long you've been in church. Mm -hmm. Because I had been in church for 20 years. And was like, forget the, and the second I stopped going to church, I stopped praying and I stopped reading my word and I stopped worshiping by myself. You know what I'm saying? And you think like, oh, I got all this foundation in me. I'm straight. And you're not. Mm. You're not. Because we are creatures of habit and you do 21 days of not doing something and you just won't. It's just. that's just how it is. It's not, it's not on purpose. It's not because you don't want to pray. It's not because you don't want to read your word. It's just not a habit for you. And it is not going to be something that you do easily. If at all.
0: Erica, I I definitely commend you on, on your strength through, through a situation. I don't know that a lot of us would have been able to get through when you felt, I could see how you might have felt alone in the world, yeah. man, and, and, but you oh my god, you pushed through it. So I'm just so happy to call you my sister and just I just love just growing from you and and seeing who you are and your family. Can you can you <clears throat> I, I feel like I want to leave leave a little bit of mystery for some folks, but I would love to just from you, can, what would, are there any last words that you would say to someone that's that's been through what you're going through? Or what would you go back in time and tell yourself, Um, you know, knowing what you've been through? What would you go back, if you could go back to the beginning of the chaos, what words would you say to yourself?
1: I feel like it's super cliche because you don't want to hear it when you're in it. Right, that you need God, but you really do. You need Him, and we we are taught in in church like there are so many different doctrines, and you feel like, well, I felt like a lot of times that there was so much information to kind of sift through, mm-hmm. and you're like, what's real, what's not real, what's one thing I have learned is there are 150 versions of the Bible, there are books all over the place, there are all these different types of religions. One thing that you can never negate is your personal experience. And once you have a personal experience with God, you can never forget that. You can never negate that. You can never go back on that. But that's not enough it's not enough to build a relationship on an experience. That's just like going on a really good date with a individual and then being like, I'm going to marry you for 40 years because you took me out one time and it was really good. That's asinine. You know what I mean? Like you have to continue to put in the work, right? You have to continue to build a relationship. And so what I would tell people is, you know, this is probably, this is the most important relationship to cultivate, and it's going to make the most sense. And um, although, you know, especially with social media, church sometimes gets a bad rep. Once you understand who God is to you, the church is just a tool for your relationship. And you can throw, you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to the church, but you can also give them grace and understand that they are not going to be perfect and they are just people too. And it's okay because that doesn't matter because all they are there for is a tool to help your relationship with Christ. And that's it. And once you leave it at that and you don't put any more into your pastor and your church and your, don't give them more credit than they deserve. Just let them be a tool to help you with your relationship with Christ. That's
0: so good. Sister, I thank you so much for joining us and sharing your testimony. I'm so honored. Just being a part of uh what I feel like is the most uh impactful, has been the most impactful episode so far. And um I just I just I just love you and, and, and love your story. Can you please just close us out in just a, a prayer for um for anyone that feels lost, feels alone? May have been through what you've been through, please.
1: Absolutely. So, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for uh, bringing us together um, for a time of fellowship, God, and just for um, an opportunity for me to speak with my brother um, in this form and format, God. We pray for every individual that's watching this episode, Father, or listening to this episode on these platforms, Lord. We pray that wherever that they are in their lives, God, that you meet them where they are, God. Be A light to them, be a light into their feet and a lamp into their pathway, Father God. Be there for them, Father. Intercede for them, Father, and be what they need. Fill in the gap for them, Father, that whatever they need from you, Father, that you may be able to supply those needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God, we pray for the brokenhearted. We pray for those who have turned their back on you. And we thank you that you have never turned your back on us, God. And so we ask for you to continue to send laborers across their path, Lord. Continue to send people, Father, that will minister to them. And let them know that you love them, God, and that you care for them, God. And uh, we thank you for the opportunity. We thank you for this platform and that you'll continue to grow it so that your people can get to know you better, Father, and on a more personal level, Father. And we give you praise for In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. To everybody out there,
0: thank you for joining us for this episode of Spot Wrinkle Blemish. We'll be back next week with another one. Y'all have a good
1: evening. Go Lions!